The LA Kings played their preseason opener. I'll tell you what to take away from that first preseason game played mostly by a young group of LA Kings. Plus, the Kings made some roster moves. We've got an injury note to tell you about, and the Kings are ready to take the ice again in Las Vegas. We'll discuss it all next on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. We are at 649 subscribers at last check. Our goal was 600 by the end of September. Uh, We met that goal, and then I asked if we could get to 700 by the end of October, and we are well on our way to meeting that goal as well. Thank you so much for your support on the YouTube channel, and of course, on the podcast as well. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network, where I'm a co-host, sidekick, reporter, and NHL analyst. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years, and of course, a very passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. We are approaching the season opener coming up on October 11th, 18 days away at uh, Crypto.com Arena against the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm going to be out there uh, at that preseason opener. Looking forward to maybe meeting some of you guys out there as well. More on that as we get closer to opening night. But I've been doing this show for about 13 weeks. Um, Got about 50 podcast episodes and about 45 YouTube episodes. And uh, I don't think I've ever been as excited to do this show as I am doing today's show uh, because we have an actual game to talk about. And, and that's what it's all about. I mean, the offseason moves, the draft, all that kind of stuff. It's great and it's fun and it has its uh, its place, but I'm all about the hockey. I mean, that's what I'm here for and uh, was excited to somewhat see, mostly hear about the preseason opener uh, in San Jose against the Sharks, uh, where a group of mostly younger LA Kings players took on a more experienced group of Sharks. And the Kings ended up losing that game in San Jose in overtime, three to two. I've got three positives to take away from that game. We'll touch on maybe a couple of negatives um, as well. Uh, but again, really excited to talk about some LA Kings hockey and, and actual games, players on the ice, and, and things like that. So hopefully you're excited to hear about it as well. Of course, this preseason opener was not televised, which was a big bummer. You would think the first preseason game could be televised, but the Sharks didn't televise it. The Kings didn't televise it. The NHL Network didn't televise it. So uh, what we were resor- resorted to do was to Listen on the radio, which I did, the iHeart uh, LA Kings radio network. Uh, great to hear Nick Nixon and uh, Daryl Evans back on the call. They do an awesome job. Um, also, keeping uh, up, to de- up to date on Twitter, uh, I was able to see one of the goals thanks to uh, one of the, I think, Sharks reporters who showed video on the, of the Jumbotron of uh, Kings replay, which, you know, you'll take what you can get. But anyway, uh, we do have some things to take away from that first preseason game. Uh, And as I mentioned, a relatively young group of Kings players taking on a Sharks team that had their captain, Logan Couture, two of their top forwards, Timo Meyer and Tomas Hurdle, and their number one defenseman, Eric Carlson, all in the lineup, plus what is likely going to be their number one goalie in net for the entire game in Capo Kakinen. The Kings skated mostly third and fourth line players uh, from the 
Kings roster from a year ago and also some younger players as well. Um, we did have the Kings, what we think will be their fourth line in action in this one, and that was Blake Lazat centering Brennan Lemieux and Carl Grundstrom. Uh, and those those two two of those players did hook up on a beautiful late goal that we were able to see thanks to the the uh, Sharks jumbotron. Uh, Carl Grundstrom with a great pass over to Blake Lazat, who scored on a one timer to tie it up late in the third period and eventually force overtime. Uh, we also had Arthur Kaliev and Quinton Byfield in the lineup as uh, forwards as well. Um, and we did see on defense Matt Roy and Tobias Bjornfoot, uh, but no Kopitar, no Kempe, no Fiala, no Deno, no Ayafalo, no Doughty, et cetera, et cetera. So again, this was a very young lineup for the Kings, taking on a pretty experienced Sharks squad. And after a slow start, the Kings battled back, forced overtime before falling in the OT. So I think that is a positive to take away. Again, uh, this was a young group of LA Kings taking on some high caliber NHL talent. They certainly held their own. They did get off to a slow start. Um, there were a lot of uh, penalties called in this game, which we'll touch on in a little bit. But overall, I think it is a positive takeaway that the LA Kings playing with, again, not their best players, uh, held their own against some of the best players of the San Jose Sharks and ended up losing a tough one in overtime. I think the second positive to take away from that game was that the one uh, mainstay for the LA Kings that did play was Jonathan Quick in net. And by all accounts, he looked sharp. Uh, he played just over half the game before giving way to Ontario Reign number one goalie Matt Volalta. In his 33 minutes of action, Quick stopped 17 of 18 shots, most of them coming while the Kings were shorthanded. Quick was a perfect 11 for 11 on saves uh, while the Sharks were on the power play. Uh, so that's probably the biggest takeaway positively for me uh, from this game was that Jonathan Quick played uh, and looked very sharp. So he's ready to go for the regular season. Another plus was Carl Grundstrom, who I mentioned earlier. Um, not only did he have that beautiful primary assist on the game time goal to Blake Lazat, but also scored a goal earlier as well to finish with two points. Solid first preseason game for Carl Grundstrom, who's looking to build off his nice playoff series against the Oilers. Uh, last year. So Carl Grundstrom, a positive and Jonathan Quick, a big positive for the LA Kings getting his preseason off to a solid start. And again, he faced some very quality NHL players uh, in guys like Logan Couture. Uh, and as I mentioned, Timo Meyer and Tomas Hurdle, Eric Carlson as well on, on the on the point at the power play for the Sharks. And I think the number three takeaway that is positive for the LA Kings from this game is that everyone got out of this game healthy. And, and that's a big thing I'm going to probably harp on a lot, especially during the preseason. Um, you know, health of your team is so important. The Kings do have some decent depth in certain areas, but there's also some players they did. You just can't afford to lose like we did with Drew Doughty last year. Um, so everyone's healthy after game one of the preseason, which is great. There was a, a moment where we all kind of held our breath for a minute if you were following along. With this game, and that was when Quentin Byfield took a hard hit from uh, one of the Sharks, Adam Raska, uh, gave him a pretty good shot. He was doubled over, skated to the bench, but he never left the bench, stayed on the bench, didn't go down in the locker room. So just got shaken up for a bit. By all accounts, he's fine and, and good to go going forward. Also, I will have to say, uh, tip of the cap to Brendan Lemieux, who went after Raska later in the game in retaliation for the hit that he put on Quentin Byfield just to let him know, hey, you're not going to take any shots unnecessarily at any of our guys. And I didn't see the hit. I can't, I'm not saying it was a dirty hit necessarily, but I, I, I like seeing that. I, I don't know. Honestly, I haven't talked to enough Kings fans and certainly you guys can give their, your feedback. I'm sure I'll get it uh, as the season goes along, 
But I actually like Brandon Lemieux. I'm glad we do have a player on our roster that is willing to play that role. I think he's a good energy guy. I don't think he's a liability on the ice. He does contribute offensively. And when necessary, he's willing to send some messages. And if necessary, he's willing to drop the gloves. I think there is still a role for that kind of player as long as he can contribute offensively as well. He can't, you can't, the days of just having the goon out there obviously are long gone. And I'm totally fine with that. But again, um, I, I know the biting incident with uh, with Kachuk was uh, was something that was a bit embarrassing. I don't think there's any excuse for for biting a player, so that wasn't good. So hopefully, as long as Brendan Lemieux can avoid that kind of thing, I do think he's an asset. I do like him on the team, and I do think there is a need for a player to play that kind of role. And we saw it. I think I think in this game with what he did going after that Sharks player who maybe took some liberties with Quentin Byfield. I was glad to see it. So. Um, were there some negatives, though? Those were positives. Uh, again, Jonathan Quick, big positive. The fact that we had a lot of young players playing against a more NHL caliber lineup and and played well is a positive. Uh, and everyone's healthy. That's a positive. But were there a couple of negatives? I think there's a couple of things that we can, we can uh, maybe nitpick over a little bit. And we'll tell you all about that in just a second. But first, I need to tell you about a product that I use. It is called AG1. Uh, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and antigens to help start your day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, and it costs you less than $3 a day. That is cheaper than your morning coffee or your after-work beer, and you're investing in your health. Athletic Greens is over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's even recommended by some professional athletes. And now's the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutritional scoop of AG1. That's all it takes, just one scoop in a cup of water. No supplements or a handful of pills to get you going. Athletic Greens also wants to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, so we talked about maybe some negatives, and, and maybe that's a, a bit strong uh, for the Kings' first preseason game. Um, but the Kings did take uh, a lot of penalties, as did the Sharks. Uh, this was a game that was filled with penalties. Uh, the first period, the Kings were shorthanded throughout the first period. And then the second period, the Sharks were shorthanded throughout the second period. So uh, it was kind of hard, and, and head coach Todd McClellan admitted afterwards it was a bit hard to get a read on some things. It was, you know, some guys did not get the ice time that they that, that I think both teams wanted to give their players to get a better gauge because – you know, the preseason isn't just about guys getting their legs under them and getting into, you know, game situations, but it's also an evaluation process. We're trying to figure out what the roster is going to be for the LA Kings. I think that's a little bit more important for the Sharks than the Kings because I think the Kings roster is set, but there are some players we are looking at. We're going to talk about one of them in a second, but I think, um, I think both coaches were frustrated and probably the players as well at the number of penalties that were called in this one, because it was hard to get into a flow of the game. Uh, it was hard to evaluate players uh, five on five, but uh, the Kings, uh, did take uh, a lot of penalties. Um, they they also uh, were, were good on the penalty kill. Uh, they killed off all eight of the Sharks' power plays in this one. And, and there were a couple of, of uh, five-on-three opportunities uh, for the Sharks as well that were killed off. Uh, credit to the Kings' penalty killers and also Jonathan Quick and Net as well. Uh, the Kings' power play, though, did not look good. Uh, we saw that a lot last year. Hopefully we don't see that in the regular season. But they had seven power plays, did the LA Kings, and they didn't score on any of them. So, 
Uh, all in all, uh, what do we have? 15 combined power plays for both teams, uh, equaling zero goals. So, uh, and it, look, that's probably not um, to be unexpected, I guess. Double negative there. Uh, you've got a, a hodgepodge group of players you're kind of throwing together, and only one of them is going to see time, I believe, on the Kings power play unit to this coming regular season. That's Arthur Kaliev. Now, if Brant Clark makes the team, there's a possibility there, but that's that's a kind of a long shot, I would think. Um, so again, you've got guys that normally aren't on the power play unit. Maybe a couple of the guys, you know, in Ontario played some power play time. Um, but again, not shocking. Uh, that that the power plays for both teams were not real crisp. Let's put it that way. Um, I would I would say I hope going forward that the referees and I don't know if we were having, you know, referees that are trying to make the NHL. Maybe I'm sure that's probably a possibility as well. That you've got young referees who are maybe not NHL ready yet, maybe looking to make it. I don't know. I'm not, I, that's speculation, but uh, they called a lot of penalties, and I think uh, I think both teams would would rather that not be the case going forward. But uh, that was the case in this opening game. Uh, there were two players in particular, uh, not saying that they were bad, but we would probably like to see a little bit more of, perhaps. Uh, Quentin Byfield certainly is, is one of them. Uh, had a very, very solid uh, rookie face-off in San Jose, um, and he needs to carry that forward into the preseason and then carry that forward into the regular season. Um, he did not get a point in this game, and it's not all about points for Quentin, but I do think at some point he needs to get on the score sheet a little more consistently. So no, no points from Quentin Byfield. If he had gotten on the board with a goal or an assist, I think that would have been a little bit more positive for him individually. And the other one is 19-year-old defenseman Brant Clark. If you haven't been following along, if maybe you've joined the podcast kind of in progress now that the season is getting um, ready to get going, uh, he is a player that will either make the LA Kings roster this year or be sent to his junior team. There is no option to send him into the AHL. And there is, they're going to take, a, and they've said the Kings are going to take a long look at Brant Clark because he is that talented, a talented young, and I mean young, especially if you see him up close, he looks like he's 13, uh, uh, offensively talented defenseman, which the Kings could use. Um, and so in this game, he played a ton of minutes, which is great. Um, he played 24 minutes and 59 seconds. That is more ice time than any other player on the ice, uh, the only other one that came close to him was Eric Carlson uh, for the San Jose Sharks. Uh, so that's they're obviously giving him a long look. They're going to look at him as much as they can. And I think he's even playing tonight again. We'll, we'll confirm that on tomorrow's show. Um, but they're giving Brant Clark a long look. Um, and there were some things he did well. But the fact is, at the end of the game, he turned it over. It led to the game, the game-winning goal for San Jose. So, I mean, look, that's going to happen. Um, again, not saying he played poorly in this game necessarily, but the facts are the facts. He did turn it over at the blue line and it led to the Sharks game winning goal in overtime. So that's, you know what, you know what, it, it, we'll see how he bounces back. If he does play tonight in, in the second preseason game against the Sharks and he goes up there and plays like nothing ever happened, uh, then great. Then that shows that, uh, you know, he's a young man who's not going to get uh, too bogged down on what has happened. And I think NHL defensemen's and goaltenders, they kind of have to be like defensive backs in football. You get burnt for a touchdown, you throw it away, you move on. It's about the next play. And you have to have that mentality if you're a defenseman or a goalie in the NHL as well, in particular, uh, because there are times when you have to make split-second decisions on when to pinch in or when to play back uh, and things like that. And uh, in this one, he just got muscled off the puck a little bit, um, and it led to the game-winning goal. So hopefully he bounces back from that. Uh, I'm sure he's gotten positive feedback from the coaching staff um, because they were positive comments from Todd McClellan afterwards. But that was, again, that was a fact that a, a young defenseman that the Kings are taking a long look at did turn over the puck at the end of the game, and it led to the game-winning goal. So we'll see how he bounces back 
from that. Uh, we've got some roster moves to tell you about. We have one injury note and then a quick little preview of Monday's game in Las Vegas. Uh, and we'll get into that in just a second. But first, don't forget the Locked On NHL podcast have you covered for all your league-wide NHL talk with a rotating cast of local hosts from the Locked On NHL channels. Breaking down the biggest stories in hockey five days a week. Subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. All right, so the LA Kings did make some uh, roster moves uh, in the past couple of days, maybe the past 24 hours. Uh, seven players have been uh, reassigned uh, to their junior teams, including the two players that were drafted in this past NHL draft for the LA Kings that were in training camp. And that was defenseman Angus Booth. He was a fourth-round pick uh, in 2022. He's back to Schwinnigan in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. And also forward Caleb Lawrence, seventh-round pick in 2022. He's head back to play for the Owen Sound Attack uh, in the OHL. Also, uh, the rest are all guys that were camp invites that are uh, are being let go or reassigned, if you will. Uh, forward Eric Allaire. Forward Riley Fiddler-Schultz, defenseman Landon Crozier, defenseman Mark Lajoie, and forward James Stefan, who was born in Long Beach, by the way. Um, those guys were all uh, let go, reassigned from the training camp roster. Uh, Kings forward and second-line center Philip Deneau did suffer a minor injury in training camp. It is not expected to be serious, and you could understand, though, if the Kings uh, keep him out of the upcoming preseason games or two. Just to be cautious, um, it was described as a muscle injury by head coach Todd McClellan. Uh, but again, he did not think it was anything serious, but they're going to be cautious because why not? It's preseason. He's a veteran. He doesn't need uh, that much uh, polish, I would say, for him to get ready for the regular season. And there's no need to to push it, so to speak. So I uh, don't believe we will see Philip Deneau in tonight's game uh, against Vegas. As a matter of fact, the the reports are he's not playing in that game, which makes a lot of sense. Um, there are also early reports that we are going to see for the first time in game action, the Kings new top line of Andre Kopitar, Adrian Kempe and Kevin Fiala, the big offseason acquisition. Um, they are going to play together as a unit. We're told in game two of that uh, preseason schedule against the Vegas Golden Knights in Las Vegas. Very much looking forward to that. Very much looking forward to obviously breaking that all down uh, for our show tomorrow when we recap the second preseason game of the year. Also expected to see in net uh, in that second game coming up on Monday tonight, if you're watching this earlier, uh, Cal Peterson will be playing in net. And as we know, um, we don't exactly know who's going to be the Kings' number one goalie going into the season. Head coach Todd McClellan has said it is going to be, the, the net is going to be earned by whoever is playing better. So it is very likely we could see the old 1A, 1B situation going forward in the regular season. Jonathan Quick certainly set the tone positively for the Kings in the preseason opener by playing very well. And now we'll see what Cal Peterson can do, if he can uh, if he can match that performance or not. Um, I, I imagine he'll play half the game as Quick did in the preseason opener, but we will uh, wait to see about that and obviously give you a full report on uh, tomorrow's show uh, as far as on Tuesday's show, as far as how Cal Peterson looked as well. So uh, I will be live tweeting throughout the game tonight on Twitter. If you are watching this before the game is played, it's a 7 p.m. Pacific time face-off in Las Vegas. It is going to be televised on the NHL Network. If you don't have that, uh, it will be uh, as, as well on the LA Kings iHeartRadio Network to listen to. Um, and, and like I said, um, I will be live tweeting throughout the game if you want to follow that way. The uh, Twitter account is at LockedOnLAKings. So anything that I see that's important, I will certainly try and pass it along to you guys as well. Um, 
And uh, I also want to let you know about the email address. If you want to send me an email on anything that's going on with this show or with the LA Kings, the email address is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. I also started an Instagram page because when I'm going out to practice or I'm going out to games, I usually try and take a lot of pictures. And some of them I post on the Twitter page, um, but I also have extra ones that I have left over and I'll throw them up on the Instagram page as well. And it's locked on LA Kings. Uh, obviously. Uh, I do want to mention, if, again, I know that there are we're getting new subscribers on the YouTube channel. I assume we're also getting new subscribers for the podcast as well. Um, and if you're new uh, to this channel, welcome. Hope you're going to be with us all season long. Super excited about this year with the LA Kings. I just want to give a real, real quick uh, little note about me personally. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see I am wearing for the first time uh, and at one of my LA Kings jerseys, I'm a big Jersey nerd and I have a bunch of LA Kings uh, sweaters. And so I'll be wearing them on game days throughout. It's just one of my little routines. Got my Dustin Brown, number 23, white road Jersey with the C uh, still on the chest here. Uh, and obviously looking forward to uh, his uh, retirement ceremony of his number later on. But I'm a Kings fan. I was a Kings fan before I got into sports media. I'm going to be a Kings fan after I get out of sports media, whenever that's going to be, hopefully not for a long time. But I just wanted to let you know that's where I'm coming from. Uh, I'm I'm when when they play well, I'm happy. When they don't play well, I'm not. I get excited when they do great things. I get frustrated when they do bad things, and so on and so forth. So that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, I'm a reporter. Yeah, I'm I'm covering the team. I'm trying to be as objective as I can, um, and I think I'm fair. I think when the team needs to be criticized, I absolutely do that. But I think when they need praise, I'll do that as well. I'm going to call them like I see them. Uh, but I'm never going to hide the fact that I am a true LA Kings fan. And that's the way it is. And if you, if you enjoy that, if you respect that, great. If you don't, if you want to see somebody who's completely impartial and has no rooting interest, I'm sure there's something out there available for you. But, but look, I'm a Kings fan. Again, I do think I'm very fair, but I do think my passion for the Kings and for the, for the sport of hockey fuels my desire to do things like this. So again, hopefully you guys appreciate that fact and uh, looking forward to having a, a great season with you guys here on Locked On LA Kings. Thank you for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. Uh, now we invite you to make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast of all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. I am ready for tonight's game. Like I said, I got my jersey on. I got my goal light ready here. I am. This is nerdy, but I'm going to show it to you. I got. If you're watching on YouTube, I got my goal light. You guys have one of these? This is so much fun. I'm sorry got a little remote control here when when the Kings score a goal you hit the button and it goes off I don't think I have it turned on or else I'd do it right now you know what I'm going to turn it on and do it I hope we see a lot of this this coming season and it is the actual Kings goal horn by the way it's got a, a cool thing on the bottom you can put all I think 31 NHL teams I don't think the Kraken are on here but if you want to buy one of these it's fun I know I'm a nerd I'm sorry I can't help it hey thanks for uh thanks for uh watching and for listening locked on LA Kings I'm Eddie Garcia Always reminding you as we close out the show, go Kings go.